there was frustration from Tasbolt. There was no need for it. Cheney comes in. He's missed. And he's missed the left line. Two chances. Had superb form this year and last week was clearly their best and Cheney just marking practice at halfback. Yeah, he's full of confidence, isn't he? Just going for his grab nice and early. Oh, no, well done, well Cheney. Yeah, very well done. He's been in defence. He's the aerial presence. He wants to go. Going back, Dangerfield, reaching over the top. Cheney comes it out of bounds. He's done well down there, Cheney, the one on Thanks very much, Phoenix. And uh, joining us tonight uh, for a, a player interview on uh, Crowcast this evening is a, uh, the defender for the uh, Adelaide Crows, Kyle Cheney. How are you tonight, Kyle? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Very well, thanks. Thanks very much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Um, probably just, um, if we just take you outside of football a little bit, um, obviously from, uh, from Victoria and come over to Adelaide to play, um, how are you finding Adelaide the city and uh, are you enjoying the city and uh, perhaps let us know some of the things you do outside of football just to uh, get yourself absorbed into the town? Um, yeah, it's been, the transition's been really good so far. Um, I, uh, I grew up in country Victoria, so um, I guess Melbourne probably didn't suit my lifestyle too much and um, Adelaide being a little bit of a smaller city really suits the way I like things. So um, I think, yeah, the transition's been really good and um off-field, I'm uh, just doing a diploma in business with a few of the boys from the club, so um, keeping myself busy on my day off doing that. Um, everything's pretty smooth sailing at the moment. Any, um, are there any places in particular that have uh, caught your time and, and that you enjoy? Um, well, I think the main attraction over here is probably the beaches, but um, the red hair and fair skin doesn't, uh, doesn't prove too much. Uh, too much good over here, but um, yeah, there's some there's some quality cafes and nice restaurants and stuff like that over here. And um, Adelaide Oval is uh, a huge thing for Adelaide, so um, yeah, that's that's been good as well. Mate, I can ask this question because my uh, son has a similar complexion uh, that you just mentioned there. <laughs> um, we spoke to DMAC earlier in the season and uh, we were commenting that he was a, a bit of a remnant of a, of a bygone era of uh, bleach blondes at the club. Are you and uh, Lynchy and, and those blokes starting to form a bit of a cartel of ginger? Oh, absolutely. Strength in numbers, mate. We, um, yeah, me, Saucy Jacobs and uh, Tommy Lynch there and we're separated by our lockers by uh, Richie Douglas who um, is not too happy with it but uh, we're, we're all happy that we're pretty close and, and Dean Gore's just over the other side. So there's a few of us there and, um, yeah, the more the better. Yeah, beautiful work. And I'd imagine because we often see the Rorys get together in the post-match uh, sing-along, are you uh, starting to uh, get a similar tradition going with uh, with Chief and Co? I reckon you should um, if you're I'm not. Mop- it might, yeah, I was going to say, it might be something we could look into. I um, I have noticed that the three Rory's get together and sing a song, but, um, yeah, I, I think it's probably something we could look into, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be good to see it on the TV, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cameras might uh, need the lights a little bit, but that'll be all right. <laughs> Kyle, uh, you've been a bit of a journeyman over the years. And over This is the third club you've played for because I've... If I get it right, you did uh, start career with your career with Melbourne and before you went to Hawthorne, yeah. is that correct? Yeah, that's, and, uh, that's right. Yeah, drafted. There you go. Um, well, since you've come to Adelaide, and, and, and particularly this year, you, 
you've really cemented a spot in the Adelaide team and you're playing definitely the best football of your career. In fact, I think you're playing fan, fantastic footy at the moment. Is that because you feel like you're really part of the team and you've now found a new home or is it because of the style of footy we play or the role you've been asked to play or just, or just playing confidence? Um, I think it's probably a combination of all of the above, to be honest. Um, I spent some time at Melbourne and I was only pretty young when I was there and um, didn't really get a much of a look in. Um, I played 14 games in three years and then when I went over to Hawthorne, they were in a pretty successful era and their their back six and seven was pretty locked down for um, most of the time I was there and I was sort of come in and play a role if someone was injured or Brian Lake was suspended or something like that, I'd come in and, and play a role um, and then come over to Adelaide and um, yeah, I think the, the personnel in the back line really complements each other and um, I think when I was at Hawthorne, I, I played a role that probably didn't suit me too well and I played on some some taller, taller forwards, but the role that I'm playing at the moment uh, really suits the way I play and um, we're playing some pretty successful footy as well and we're all um, helping each other out where we can and um, I think the the key to it is we've just had 22 blokes that have contributed across the whole ground, which makes everyone play better along with that. But you personally, have you found yourself a new confidence in your own game? Because you you were very, very confident last Saturday. Um, yeah, I think um, I've always been relatively confident. But like I mentioned before, I think just the role that I've been given within the Adelaide team is probably suits the way I play a little bit, a little bit better. And, um, you know, when you've got the likes of, um, you know, Talia and Hardigan and Lever taking those taller taller forwards, um, you know, it gives me the licence to, to play my role. And then um, we've got some, you know, Brody Smith and uh, Rory Laird and Ricky Henderson on the weekend that provide that um, run and dash out of the back line. So I'm just that sort of player that sort of swings in between both those roles and, and that really suits the way I play. Thanks, mate. Just a little bit further on that, Kyle... And incidentally, you could also go and stand with Kyle Hardigan as and form the Kyle Club to go with the, the Rory's. <laughs> but I just, from the outside looking in, it seems that the way the Pods is structuring up a defence, he's kind of looked at each of who he's got available and, he, and we're structuring a game plan and a style more based around all of the assets that each of you bring. Is that something that Pods has kind of brought in or, I think it was heading that way a little bit last year um, yeah. as well, but it seems to be more so this year. Yeah, I think it's a combination of um, of Pods coming in and also Pikey. Um, he's obviously his first year in the role as well, and he's been huge on um, team defence. And, um, you know, everyone plays a role in defence, not just the back line that, that do that. And when we get pressure from, you know, the forwards, with the likes of Eddie and Charlie up there that, um, you know, they they put pressure like no other in the competition and the midfielders do the same thing. It makes our role a lot easier. Um, and yeah, we've, we've all got our certain roles and we're, we're all really confident in what we do with those roles. And um, yeah, we're gelling really well at the moment. And um, when we get pressure up the field, it, it makes our role a lot easier. And just on your ability to, to take those lovely hangers that you do now you, and I reckon there was a couple you actually took at Melbourne is, is, so when you were in in the schoolyard, were you always one who was playing like, take the hangers? Was that a favourite um, game of yours? It probably was, yeah. Growing up in country Victoria, we all our spare time, all, we were either playing cricket or playing footy, and um, there probably was a few occasions where um, we'd just get a, a big group of guys and just try and take hangers on each other. But 
Um, on the weekend, I was lucky enough that it was actually Rory Laird that um, stands at three foot two that was underneath me. So um, <laughs> it probably looked a lot bigger than what it was. But um, yeah, he's copping a bit of stick at the club about it. What is it with you guys wanting to take him out? <laughs> Normally, Jakey Lever has a go. <laughs> yeah, Jakey's renowned for um, yeah crashing into his own teammates. But Rory's just so courageous that he's um, he's always in that awkward position that. Um, he's running back and he always just seems to find himself in pretty heavy collisions. But um, that's a credit to the way he plays and um, his form has been outstanding. He he, um, yeah, he never misses a beat, Rory, so he's, he's great for our back line. Kyle, just um, uh, going further on to, uh, to J-Pod and uh, given the fact that he's obviously just a first-year coach this year, can you perhaps give us some insight into uh, the job that he's done and uh, the, the methodology that he, that he uses. He's obviously done a great job. Uh, the defence is going really, really well this year, particularly over the last month or so. Um, could you give us just some insight into his style? Um, yeah, he's been really good. I, th- I think the beauty of what Pods brings to the football club is um, he just he was a player last year, so he, he, he knows how the players think and, and what we really need and what makes us tick as well. So um, I think it, it makes the players easy to play play four pods when we were always great mates. Um, everyone at the club's always great mates with their teammates and the coaching staff. And when he transitions into the coaches, it just just seems like he's just one of the boys still. So um, the way he gets the messages across is, is really relaxed and calm. Um, we all have a lot of fun down there. So I think that's probably one of the keys that uh, we've been playing successful footy is because we're comfortable with um, who we're playing with and having fun down there. Mate, now obviously uh, we're travelling pretty nicely, and uh, you know no one no one talks the uh, F word just yet until we've got the twelve or thirteen wins. But uh, I, I guess you've been part of a, a, a club that's been through a pretty successful era before you came to the Crows. Um, can you tell me first of all what it was like for yourself to be involved with a club that was win- winning flags, but you were just not quite making the team? Um, for whatever reason, and has that also added a little bit of fire to your own belly uh, personally in terms of achieving success with the Crows? Um, I think that the fire has always been there to, um, I guess it's with every AFL player, there to um, to get the ultimate success at the end of the year. And, um, yeah, I don't think the time at Hawthorne fueled that anymore, but it was a very special time to be a, be a part of and, um, although I didn't play in any of the senior grand finals, it was still fantastic. We were your closest mates to, um, you know, get that feeling at the end of the year. And I was fortunate enough to play in a VFL grand final, which was which was great as well. But um, like you said before, we don't want to look too far ahead. We we still need those twelve or thirteen to at least qualify for finals. So um, it's probably a little bit of a cliche and a bit boring. But um, we're just, no, it's a nice straight we back. Don't want to, <laughs> we don't want to go away from our processes, and, and if we do that, then it'll take care of itself. But um, yeah, we've got a big game against Collingwood this week. Now, just digressing for a moment, mate. Um, we had uh, the snake on earlier, or, or whatever. Do you guys call him the snake, or you got it some other name for Jake Lever? No, nah, he's a snake. Self self proclaimed that one. Self proclaimed the snake. So we, um, <laughs> we just have to roll with it. It doesn't seem the type to self-proclaim much, except maybe everything, like the candy selling and all the rest of it. But anyway, he yeah, was... all that. He, he, he's worried about his skin folds at the minute. He reckons he's eating too much candy, but after all. <laughs> well, specifically, mate, he was talking about a little uh, uh, a little uh, hunt that was going on between you, uh, Kyle Hardigan, and uh, himself regarding first AFL goal. And I noticed that he fluffed one completely <laughs> against uh, against the demons a couple of weeks ago. 
go. And I think Kyle Hardigan might had a might have had a sneaky uh, look at one last week. Is, is that something that you guys banter about at the club? Oh, I missed an absolute howler on the weekend as well. But um, everyone sort of comes <laughs> yes. at, at half time or after the game and um, sort of said bad luck and you know don't worry about it sort of thing. But Jake came over with the hugest smile you'll ever see. And he said he was pumped because <laughs> I'm still leading the way in that in that race. So. Um, he was the only one that was happy that I was missed. So <laughs> oh, well. that doesn't Hopefully surprise you don't me. Get one soon. <laughs> like playing on in the forward fifty as a defender. I mean, what, did he take painkillers or something during the game to to mess with his head or something? <laughs> he reckons the uh, the Melbourne players called play on, and because they were so convinced, <laughs> he thought it must have been play on. So he took off, and then <laughs> I don't know if he thought he could just convince the umpire that he didn't do it because he put his hands up and tried to go back, but it was too late. Yeah, it was a shocker. Well, <laughs> yeah, well. Have you ever played in the forward lines at all, Kyle? Um, no, I, I, I haven't, and probably for good reason. Um, after the weekend, but um, <laughs> yeah, I've always sort of, I've always grew up as a junior playing in the midfield, and then um, drafted as a defender. So um, I've always been in the back half, and um, yeah, I like it down there. So um, if I get forward, then hopefully I can take my chances. But I obviously haven't. In recent form, but the funny thing about it is that the, the whole three of you, the, the guys you were just talking about, and their shots for goal, you all look like you're about to faint when you have to have the shot. <laughs> well, it was actually I took a mark, and it was actually Paul Hardigan that um, I, someone gave away for a fifty meter penalty. It was Hardo that Casbolt fifty, and I was actually I was almost like, oh, do you, is it my kick or is it Kyle's? And um, the umpire. Um, confirmed that it was mine. I was a little bit shattered that I had to take it, but especially after I missed anyway. But yeah, it would have been would have been good for a goal to go through if it was any one of me or Kyle. But if Jake gets one, I'll be a little bit peeved. I think. Yeah, I <laughs> will be. I think. Yeah, a little bit more serious. A little bit more serious question. I'm, I'm just on the coach. He he never seems to lose his cool or his, his balance. And uh, is that just the image that we see, or is he like that all the time? Um, no, he is like that all the time. Well, I shouldn't say all the time. I think he's probably got um, his chance to to get a little bit angry at times, but um, he's really composed uh, with his messaging um, that he gives the players at, at quarter and three-quarter time and um, his meetings on a Monday and Tuesday as well. So um, he's a real calming influence on the on the playing group and um, at times the players can get a little bit angry or agitated at times, but he's, yeah, he's great. And I think all the coaching staff are really good in that area and um, really calming influence for all the players. Yeah, because it, it seems that you've all got your message very, very clearly, and and uh, uh, sometimes you might just stray a little bit off the off plan during the game, but he gets you back on schedule again at half time. Yeah, no, well, we um, I think against both Melbourne and Carlton, we didn't have the greatest of second quarters, so um, obviously he's, he's messaging at half time for us to come back out and play the way we have in the last two weeks in the second half um, is a credit to him and, he, and his ability to recognise what the problems are and then um, deliver them in a way that we can receive them in a positive way and go out and play in the second half the way we have. So, um, yeah, it's a credit to all the coaches um, to be able to do that to a playing group to change the way they're playing in, in the second half. Is that two-way communication, Kyle? Do you guys have a lot of input uh, with uh, Pikey and the line coaches about changing structures or tweaking this and that? Yeah, absolutely. He'll um, he'll come in and ask for our opinion and um, and what we think's happening out in the ground. Uh, we obviously get a better view and better feel for 
what's going on. And then if that matches up to what, what he's thinking, then um, he'll, he'll figure out a way to fix it and, and give us the way that um, he wants us to play in the second half or whenever the message comes out. So um, there is two-way feedback. And, and I think that's another asset that the coach has got, the ability to trust in the playing group to um, you know get the right messages across. Thanks, mate. Now, just for a bit of fun on the coaches still, they had um, David Teague mic'd up and they showed it on the Crow show on the weekend. And he was saying a particular word that we heard you guys refer to as being Walsh's keyword last year, which was that's elite. Now, does Teague use elite a lot at training, like he's a little Walshy clone? Or was it just something that was the video guys have kind of edited in a bit because they noticed him do it? Um, no, he don't. I think... I think everyone uses the word elite. That's just something that's um, yeah, everyone at the club seems to do. And even if it's probably not elite, it's still elite. Um, <laughs> we hit it just to, just to kick everyone else out of elite, or especially Teague. Um, he's probably got the loudest voice out of anyone. So um, we hear him a fair bit yelling that out. But um, I'm sure when the, um, there are mis- mistakes made, then he's the first to go over there and help him. And But he's also... Um, yeah, really good when someone does something well that he gets around him and lets them know that he's really happy with how they're going. And just a quick fun one, your French bulldog, Wheezy, which has probably got one of the best names for a dog ever. Now, If you could hear him breathe, you'd know why. (laughs) I can imagine. Now, does he still have his issue regarding going to the toilet? And how on earth did that come about? Do you know? Uh, (laughs) I've got no idea. I, um... I was on Triple M a couple of weeks ago and we put it out to the, the Triple M listeners to anyone giving me some feedback on why my dog would do that. Um, but he still does it. Oh, he'll, he'll go up to a tree and, yeah, he'll do a handstand and do his number twos um, <laughs> upside down. So I've got no idea why he does it. But, um, yeah, there's no, there's no one out there that can tell me why he would do that. So um, some feedback would be great. So you basically have to take a lot of cleaning supplies with you when you take him for a walk. <laughs> Absolutely, and especially before he gets back into the car or back into the house. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not great, but um, I don't know if it's if there's something wrong with him or he thinks he's pretty special. I don't know, but, yeah, he seems to do it every time I go out. So did Hugh Gerrimwood actually meet Wheezy before he decided to get a French Bulldog? Um, yeah, he did, but... He, uh, I think he sort of had his heart set on a French bulldog for a while, um, but when he when he met my dog, he he loved it. Him and his partner both loved Wheezy, so um, it was not long after that he moved over that he got a Frenchie as well. So um, yeah, it's good to have two of them, and uh, I think Charlie Cameron's in the market for a French bulldog as well, which would be good. It's another little club. You've got three little clubs going on there now. <laughs> oh, redhead Kyle's, Rory's, and Frenchies. <laughs> <laughs> Just as long as you're not in the Pokemon Go Club. Oh, I'm absolutely not a part of that. There are a few boys that that are. Um, yeah, That's I, shocking. I, I don't know. I can't get my head around it, but I never watched the show when I was growing up. But Are they the single blokes sure that, that are getting into that? Oh, I'd say so. Yeah, I think so. It's, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Um, there was actually uh, some kids out the front of Eddie Betts' house not long ago, and he he um he could hear him talking at the front, and he was a little bit worried, so he popped his head out, and you he could see them all on their phones. It must have been a Pokemon site or whatever that the kids were trying to catch these Pokemon right at the front of his house. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievable what's going on. 
Carl, some, something that we uh, we like to ask all the players when they come on the Crowcast is uh, if you're uh, in that uh, awful situation where you've got a bit of a sore spot and you're going to have to stay over at the club uh, overnight, who's the uh, who's the player you'd least like to have to stay overnight with? <laughs> um, oh, it probably seems unfair to say Jake again, but he'd have to be right up there, especially if he's <laughs> played a, a good game on that day. Um, yeah, he'd be a shocker because he just wouldn't shut up. You wouldn't get any sleep. He'd be talking about how well he went. Um, he actually, I don't know if you've heard, but he had 30 possessions against St Kilda, I think. Um, and yeah. was a little bit, we did, little bit, we little did bit hear of that. No- yeah, he was a little bit annoyed that it was only a six-day break that he didn't have seven days to brag about it. So <laughs> um, he'd, he'd be one that I'd, that I'd hate to have to sleep next to um, on the ice overnight. The other question we have was we initially started out asking who's the best sledger in the club, and after the first couple of um, answers straight away being text, we've now changed the question. I was going to say, there's an, the, e- here's an easy answer. Yeah. What's the best sledge you've heard from text on the training track? Um, on the training track, he doesn't – I don't know. I'm sort of at the um, – You the stay right away end, from but, him. Yeah, I sort of stay away. I don't get too many sledges. They're all pretty standard in terms of the red hair and freckles. But, um, yeah, I've, I've heard that he's he's pretty handy come game day, but um, I haven't heard too many, so I wouldn't be able to quote, quote him directly. Apparently, Tarles doesn't about a mind a chirp either. What's that? Apparently, Tarles doesn't mind a chirp either. Has he uh, let a couple go? Is that Charlie? No, Daniel Talia. Daniel. Oh, Tarles. Yeah, yeah, he's... Um, well, he's yeah, he's he's not too bad on him, and he's got every right to be. He um, he very rarely gets beaten, so um, I actually copped a little bit of a sledge on the weekend. Dale Thomas was telling me that I was a bit of a hack, and the first centre bounce come out, and I happened to take a mark on him. And Brody Smith went straight to him and said, "How'd you like that one?" And was into him a little bit. So Brody <laughs> Smith probably one that's, that's right on the lip pretty well. <laughs> I was going to follow up that other question with uh, when you answered about Jake Lever being the least uh, or the person you'd least like to have overnight. Is uh, is he fairly chirpy? Yeah, and this follows on from those other comments. Is he fairly chirpy during the game as well? He's obviously a. We had him on the show a few weeks ago, Kyle. In case you didn't know, and very very funny bloke and great to chat to. Is he a bit like that on the field as well? Um, no, he's not. He's not too bad on the field. Um... Yeah, he's not he's not overly confident on the field, but when it, definitely when he gets off it, he that's when he starts to let his mouth go. Um, and later into the game, he's always um, always chirping about how well he's going to go and how he's going to dominate. But um, yeah, on the field, he's not too much too much of a lip on the field, but it's definitely around the teammates afterwards. Uh, give now, it another did Hen- <laughs> did Hendo get a fine from calling for a handball from Tex and then running straight to the bench? I did notice that. That hasn't come up in any of the meetings um, this week, but I did notice it on the day. And I don't know what what had happened, whether he did call for it and just thought that Tex didn't hear no, him or whatever. But Tex stopped him in. Yeah, when Tex was interviewed after the game by Moons, he directly he just dobbed Hendo in straight away. He goes, hey, he called for it and then ran to the bench. Threw him straight under the bus. Yeah, well, he, he, he's yeah. probably not going to throw himself under the bus, to be fair, but... Um, yeah, it's a little bit bizarre. Um, Kyle, just a serious question. Um, life after uh, football for a footballer, what what would you imagine your life after footy is going to be? Um, yeah, so I'm I'm currently doing a diploma of business. Um, I haven't probably um, going 
set in stone what I would like to do exactly. But um, yeah, I've done a few little courses along the way that um, have given me a few little stepping stones. But um, I could probably see myself moving back to Warwickmobile and um, yeah, helping out down there. And my uh, my old man and my older brother own the bakery down there, so um, you know I could go back there and help out there or something like that. But yeah, nothing in concrete at the moment. So we just um, yeah, hopefully I've still got a while to decide, but um, yeah, just a few little courses along the way that can help out. So you definitely got the country boy still in you. Uh, yeah, I do prefer I do prefer to uh, go back there, but I I haven't been back for a while, so it's a little bit unfortunate. But um, yeah, the work work footy team's not going overly well at the minute, but um, yeah, hopefully I can get back and watch my brothers play um, sometime soon. Thanks, mate. Uh, Kyle, it's been absolutely uh, brilliant to have you along tonight. We really appreciate the time that you've given to the Crowcast and to the uh, the fans of the Crows that uh, that listen to us. So uh, uh, we really do appreciate your time. No worries at all. Thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm.